Hi, everybody. I'm Gus Johnson along with the governor. He says he got all his genes from his mom. From his mom. A lot of nylon. A lot of excitement in the air. Yes. And we're ready for college basketball. College basketball. Oh, oh. All right, Big East fans, we are lucky enough to be joined by frontrunner for Big East Defensive Player of the Year, Mr. Devin Carter. Devin Carter, how are you doing today, sir? Good, good. How y'all doing? Good. Oh, we're so excited to have you on, Devin. And, um, you know, you've really taken the Big East by storm. It's your first year in the conference, and you've become a fan favorite so quick. So we're really excited to have an opportunity to get to know you and for all the fans to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, for sure. I, I feel like, you know, just coming to the Big East from the SEC is a, is a big step. You know, I just had to put a lot of trust in what Coach Cooley was telling me about the Big East. And uh, it's just worked out in, in good good favor. So Has it met your expectations, the Big East? Yeah, yeah, it has for sure. It's <laughs> definitely a physical, skilled league. So it's met my expectations. So we want to start where, you know, all conversations like this start. Looking into your background, we see you've kind of been – all over, you know, you played some years in Colorado, you played some years in Florida. Where do you, where do you consider your hometown? Where do you consider you're from? Well, I was born in my uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. So I say West Palm, but um, yeah, I spent most of my life in Colorado. I grew up there from first grade to uh, 10th grade in high school. So that's why I grew up for the majority of my life. And then you played two years at Florida, your 11th and 12th grade, and then you go to New Hampshire that last year of high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was a. I did a prep year at Brewster Academy because uh my senior year I tore my shoulder, so I didn't want to go to college. You know, just not knowing how how healthy I'd be, and you know, just having to red shirt to sit out. So I was just like, I'll just do an extra year of high school. It's all you know. We'll get into that in some of your high school career. And that's going to be great stuff. I, but I want to hear. Growing up in Colorado, did you follow college basketball? Were you a college basketball fan? Um. I mean, every kid, you know, watches the tournament and stuff, March Madness. So, I mean, I always would watch the March Madness, but, like, I wouldn't really watch college basketball until I got to, like, I want to say junior year of high school. Okay. I just, I just never watched college. I used to just watch NBA. Did you have a team in junior year? Um, Nah, not really. Nah, just just watch here. Is the NBA team that you liked wherever your dad went? Uh, yeah, I really have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, if, if you don't know, Devin is the son of Anthony Carter, who played about 10, 12 years in the NBA. Yeah, he played uh, 13. 13 years in the NBA, um, played all over. And so, what was it like growing up as the son of an NBA player? Um, You know, it's a blessing, but, you know, it's a, you just it's good and bad to, to both sides. You know, people just expect that it's label you as, like, NBA player son, so this, that, this, that. But, you know, it's all it's a good side. You know, you get to see NBA players work out. You get to see their lifestyle, see how they act on and off the court. And, you know, it's just it just helped me to mold me who I am today. So, And so you've been around NBA players your whole life. Um, mm-hmm. Do you see that, how that's impacted your game today? Um, I'd say a little bit. I mean, I all my – I get all my skills. I, I work on my pops all the time. When I was a kid, every day would go two times a day. 
you know, we'll go get shots up later at night. Like, it just, it, I was always in the gym with him. So, I mean, he would get moves from other players throughout his whole career. I mean, he's guarding the best player every game. So, I mean, he'd get moves and, like, kind of just, like, he has a great memory. So, like, he teaches me these moves and teaches me, how, you know, everything I need to know to get to the next level. And that begs the question, then, your dad's a defensive, you know, stresses defense. Does that rub off on you at a young age that – the defense. Nah, he, didn't, he didn't. He didn't even want me playing defense. He wanted me. He said scores get paid. So I mean, he always tried to <laughs> put that in my head. But I mean, I just kind of as I got older, I, I mean, I realized that like you know, defense keeps you on the court, and the, at the end of the day, defense is gonna win the game. So I mean, I just kind of took that over myself. Uh, absolutely. And uh, you mentioned you know you learned a lot of your moves from him. Is there something as viewers that we should be looking out for him that you got from your pops? Um. No, nah, not really. I just, it's just like more skill work that we do. I mean, just everything I do in the game, like create my own shot, those type of shots is just stuff I get from him. So, I mean. You play two years in Colorado, then you end up playing two years in Florida. Um, Your senior year, you're class 7A player of the year. You're averaging like 28 points and almost nine rebounds. Mm. A little bit about what it was like making that run in your senior year. Um. Well, my junior year, I was, uh, I just moved to Florida. So, I mean, I was in a new location. Nobody knew who I was. So, I mean, I was just trying to make a name for myself. And we were 31-1. and one. We only lost one game that year. And, um, yeah, so then we our seniors left. And then it was my senior year. And we're having a good year, everything. You know, I'm playing better than I was the year, previous year. I'm averaging like 30 at this time. And then uh, my, my shoulder ended up tearing. So, once I tore my shoulder, I played like the next two games on it and then I sat a game out and then I played another game and then uh, I was at that point I was like yeah I can't go no more so I ended up having surgery and then I was out for six months and then after I did that that's why I sat down and then me and Zaire Wade we uh we just decided to team up and go to Brewster so that's that's that toughness that Ed Cooley's looking for you played two games or three games with a torn shoulder what got yeah. you through that <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was just my senior year. You know, I didn't want – nobody wants to sit out their senior year. So, I mean, I really didn't have no choice. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, and Was that an on-court injury? Was that an off-court injury? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was. it was like – it was a jump ball situation. Like, somebody was holding the ball, and I just tried to pull it out, and then it just popped. So, um, yeah, that's crazy. So, you do your year at Brewster, um, and then you get recruited to South Carolina with Frank Martin. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about what that recruiting was like. Um, you know, how did you decide South Carolina? Um, a lot of people from uh from my high school, like the staff members, my head coach, like everybody knew Frank. Everybody had a good relationship with Frank, so you know everybody was talking highly on Frank. And uh, just told me I I watched start watching the South Carolina games. I just liked the way that he played. And I mean, once I got the offer, you know, I was kind of just like, you know. I, think that's the right fit for me I had a pretty good year so I gotta ask what's it like playing for Frank Martin we've seen a few clips of him this year and it seems like a guy with a lot of intensity what was that you know that first year last year like um it was a great experience you know um we were in a uh rough spot you know dealing with COVID people having COVID and you know people were injured so I mean it was a great experience though uh I definitely love love my time at uh, South Carolina yeah I watched a lot of tape of you at South Carolina, and uh, your defense was there. Um, what kind of 
were you ready for D1 basketball defensively? Did you feel like you had to adjust? Can you talk on that? Um, I mean, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like I was. It's just I don't I don't think I was strong enough, really, like on the defensive end. I, I just feel like because especially in the SEC, I, I feel like they're just like you know six eight people jumping through the moon. So it's like I mean, it's just, it was it was definitely something I had to adjust to. But I I got the hang of it, and then you know I started to play a lot better as the season went on. But I mean, it's definitely a good good experience to have. What would you say is the biggest difference between the SEC and the Big East? Um, probably the skill set. I say that it's more skilled in the Big East than the Big uh, than uh SEC. SEC is more you know strong, physical, and jump. You got a lot of shot blockers. The Big East doesn't have a lot of shot blockers like that. So I mean, it's probably that's the biggest difference. You know, just getting downhill, the paints, the, the floor is more space because it's not like you know so many people crowded. You know, yeah, absolutely. And um, was there any surprises for you in your first year playing D1 basketball? Anything you learned that you didn't expect to learn? Um, was there any surprises? Um, no, not really. You know, I feel like I was pretty prepared for going into college. I just didn't know, like, the workouts and weights were going to be that hard. So, I mean, that was probably the only thing that really caught me off guard. I didn't know we had to work out four days a week and lift weights that I didn't even know I could lift. You know? <laughs> it was just – Creating muscles you didn't know were there and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, like I see. I got my pictures on my uh, my body transformation and from my freshman year is crazy. <laughs> so you do that one year at South Carolina. I need to know how did Ed Cooley convince you to take South Carolina winners to go to Rhode Island, and you're now doing these Rhode Island winners. What's his pitch? Because we've seen just people fall in love with this guy. So what did what did he pitch to you? Um, I mean, usually like the typical process for like when you hit the portal is like assistant coaches to call you and you know, you talk to the other staff members first. Like I didn't talk to another staff member till I committed. So Cooley was doing all the recruiting. He was doing all the talking to me. He called me three times a day, just even if it wasn't even about basketball, how you doing? You get something to eat, like no other coach is doing that. So I was just like, I I see that he obviously cares about me and you know, if it if it sounds like it's a good fit, you know, how, ask him just how he's gonna use me. How, what does he see with me? Uh, so like just typical questions you ask throughout the uh, recruiting pro process. I just definitely think that's what how it happened. So. And were you aware he was the reigning um, coach of the year when he was recruiting you? Or, or no, nah, I wasn't. Uh, I, is it somebody once I I think it was to, wasn't until after I committed that I read uh read it or seen it or something like national player, uh, national coach of the year gets uh, South Carolina transfer or something like that. Yeah. And it's really interesting that you say that, like, one of the things that drove you is coolly recruited you himself. Because when we talked to Kolek about this, he said the exact same thing. One of the things that really taught, you know, caught on for him about Marquette was Shaka Smart recruited himself. So if you're a coach listening to this, go recruit the player you want yourself because clearly that made a difference for two of the better players in the Big East. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's that. It just goes to show you, like, when it's coming from like the head head honcho, the head boss man, that like, you know, because assistant coaches could tell you, yeah, you're gonna play this amount of minutes, you're gonna be doing this that. But at the end of the day, it's the head coach who's gonna make that decision. So I mean, when it's coming from the head coach like that, it just gives you a lot of trust and a lot of faith, you know, to take that step. Yeah, absolutely. Did you have conversations with Cooley about what your role would be this year? 
Um, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it was just typical like recruiting prospects. You know, I'm I'm asking every coach that I talk to in the in the recruiting prospects, like, what do you see me bringing to the table for the team? Like, what do you, how do you plan on using me? You know, just so I can get a feel for what what schools want me, how they see they can use me to you know try to win the national championship. Absolutely. So you come into this Providence team. Uh, there's three transfers in the starting lineup. What was that summer like? What was it like trying to gel with these guys that are all new to the team? Well, I did that last year at South Carolina because we had like 10 new guys or nine new guys at South Carolina. So um, it wasn't really like nothing new to me. I mean, I obviously knew that it's not an easy process, but we in the summer, I mean, we're going eat out to eat every day. Uh, and then it's like we're always doing something as a team, movies or like going to coach's house and something. So just chilling but it was always just something where we were like bonding together. And then like, obviously as the season went on, you know, we're playing games and they were starting to feel for each other's game and, and uh, just started to trust each other more. And then it's just, it just kept going up and up. So. And uh, Devin, who's leading that? Who's making, who's sending out the group text sending, we're going out to dinner. We're going to do this. Who's the, who's the guy bringing it all together? Is it you? Um, nah, it'd probably be Ed. Oh. Yeah, it'd probably be Ed. A lot of experience from, you know, Mr. Yeah. Coswell. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He just had his great moment with his th thousandth point, which we love. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you come in with, you know, Bryce Hopkins, who who is having this incredible year. How early did you realize that he could be something special? Um, so probably uh, like two weeks in. We were, yeah, probably like two weeks in. I was just like, I mean, if he, cause it was more just confidence with him. The skill set was there and everything. It's just more confidence. So, like, once I actually saw his confidence start to pick up, I saw his game change. So that's when I was like, okay, let's see if we can keep his confidence going higher and higher. So I'm already knowing it was going to elevate his game a lot. So, I mean, I just definitely think that it was a confidence thing with him. Now, you had both transferred from the SEC. Did mm -hmm. you know each other? Did you know, you know, did you have contacts in common? No, I didn't. I, I never knew him. Uh, he didn't. I don't think he played. I, he might. I don't think he played though. Whenever I played Kentucky, uh, so. And Devin, I have to ask: Does Bryce Hopkins ever smile? Because this <laughs> man looks like he is all business on the court all the time. I got to hear that there's a lighter side to Bryce Hopkins sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he smiles. He, he be joking around the locker room a little bit. Uh, we have a whole team full of jokesters, but. Nah, he definitely smiles. He's just all business on the court? Yeah, I mean, everybody is. Everybody, yeah. When it comes down to it, you know, we, we realize that we're out here, we're all on scholarship to do, you know, same thing, one win. Yeah, it coolly doesn't take less, huh? <laughs> nah. And I want to ask you, you know, um, like I said, I watched a lot of your tape at South Carolina. You really added an outside shot this year. Has it always been in your bag and you didn't get the chance to show it last year? Or um, is that something you worked I, on? I mean, people are always, like, I'll be trying to tell people I can shoot. It's just, like, when I tore my shoulder, that's when I started, you know, having, like, confidence and, and like, just thinking that, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to hurt it or doing something. So I kind of started changing it up. But, like, before I tore my shoulder, like, I'm shooting, hitting, like, four to three threes a game, like, in high school. And it's, like, not just like wide open shots. It's like creating my own three point shot, and it's just like going into first year of college. I mean, it was more just like I guess you, not really nerves, but like just new 
playing against people who are 23, 22, and like grown men. And it's just like, uh, you know, I'm 19, 18 years old. I'm trying to trying to figure it out. But I definitely feel like now it's like I, I got my shot how I want it because uh, my shoulders, everything good with that now. So, like, I was just, it's more just about reps now. And it's like, uh, yeah. So. And you put that together with the level of defense you're playing right now. I mean, you're playing at an all-conference level. Um, so, obviously, you have a, a lot ahead of you. But we want to know what the future of Devin Carter is. Uh, future as in what way? Like, well, you, you've used two years of eligibility. Do you have any uh, uh, any idea what the next year looks like and what your future looks like? Uh, you know, I just take it day by day. Uh, can't really look into the future too far, but uh, yeah, I just take it day by day, and uh, opportunity presents itself, and I'm gonna take it. So, yeah, absolutely, that's great stuff. Uh, we are so grateful to be joined by Providence's Devin Carter. Stick around after this short break to hear us talk about Providence's 2-0 week. Introducing the first Big East Barroom sponsor, DMR Designs. Um, this is a company that we are lucky to partner with who comes with custom apparel, tees, jerseys, hoodies. Um, one of the best people that we know, too. Um, this company, what I was thinking when we, you know, they asked to partner with us is they are literally a college kid's dreams because they're going to do custom shirts for you. They're going to have your rec sport team or your intramural sport team looking great. And they're going to do it at an affordable rate and the company that you can trust. So that's kind of where I was thinking, you know, when we were originally partnered with them. Yeah. If you play rec sports and you want like a fun shirt for all of your boys to wear to the rec sports, you yeah. know, if like you want like a golden Eagle shirt with a big golden Eagle, if you're a Marquette fan or wherever you want, you know, hit up Diamore Designs. That's what they do. They're some of the best in the business. Like hats, jerseys, sweatshirts, water bottles. Like you can get anything you want from them. And where can you find them? Good question. Thank you for asking, listener. Diamore Designs on Instagram. Diamore Designs website is in our show notes. Diamore Designs, I just posted about it on Twitter. Go find them. Go look them up. Because honestly, at the end of the day, we wouldn't be endorsing a product we don't like. Half of my shirts are from Diamore Designs at some time or the other. And honestly... Like they're also comfortable enough to wear. So go buy your DMO design stuff and go get your team ready to go. Okay, Big East fans, we are lucky enough to be joined by someone who knows a little bit about how Providence the week went. Devin Carter is here to talk the 2-0 Providence Friars week that was. So Devin, you get two wins this week. That game on Valentine's Day, man, I think you were responsible for a lot of breakups because people were probably tuning in to watch that game. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that game was crazy. I mean, the amp was going absolutely insane. That was I mean, crazy. Is it, I got to ask the question before. Is the amp just always like, you know, when you guys play any game at the amp, it seems like you guys feed off that. Is that Was that particularly evident in this game? This is like, I don't think people understand how – big like our our community and, and crowd really is when it comes down to us playing a Saturday game at 4 p.m. or Friday night game at 7 p.m. Like I don't think they understand like how much it means to them and how much it means to us for them supporting us the way that they do. So I mean it's definitely big time the way that they do the things that they do and it's just couldn't that's another reason why I I came here because Cody was telling me you know it's sold out every game and community loves you guys, and uh, like, this is great. So, and did he over exaggerate it at all, Devin? 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, Cooley's gonna over exaggerate some things, but <laughs> I don't. I don't think he was over exaggerating that. Yeah, that is actually how it is. Yeah, so speaking of big time, your performance that day. I mean, you go for twenty five points, eight rebounds, two blocks. I mean, do you get geared up a little bit differently when you know you're playing a top, you know, top echelon team like Creighton? Um, I feel like. The whole our whole team just knew that it was a must win game for us. You know, we kind of uh, we let we dropped one at St. John's the uh, last week. So I mean, I, we just all came into practice the next day, and we just knew that it was like we is is right now. Like we still have a chance to win the big Big East title. So I mean, it was just everybody locking in. You drilled three threes in that game. I don't know if you know this. But that's the most you've hit all year in a single game. Mm-hmm. too early what's kind of going through your head when you have your outside shot going there um it it just it, i feel like it just opens up the lane for me to drop down because you know i not have to respect the shot you know uh creating they they made an adjustment the second half uh to go over but the first half they weren't they were going under the screen so i mean i'm gonna shoot it but i mean it's just it's, it definitely gives me a confidence boost to the rest of my game you know I mean, just like everybody else, when they're hitting shots, their defense picks up too. So, I mean, is it difficult playing like against the Creighton when you know when you get downhill that you're facing a seven foot, you know, guy in Ryan Clockbrenner, or is it, you know, just another game? You guys are just keeping the same, you know, mindset. Um, I mean, we we always want to attack the rim against Creighton. I mean, it's the once you get past uh the first first person or something, you know, obviously you have cock down down low ready to block the shot. So I mean it's just it's gonna be two on one, you uh him and my big Ed or Cliff or Slim. But I mean, uh nah, it's just you just gotta upset. You just can't go up scared, really. I mean, at the end of the day, if he blocks your shot, he blocks your shot. I mean, how many is he gonna keep blocking? Uh, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, absolutely. And um you know, you're defensively, you're put on Shireman for most of the game, right? Yeah, yeah, that was my assignment, yeah. But that, then at the end of the first overtime, you take Ryan Nemhart for a couple possessions in a row. Um, yeah. Can you talk about what that conversation was like and, and kind of where you were at? Um, I mean, we just obviously, um, Nemhart, he was, he had it, he had it rolling. I mean, I think he scored probably like three buckets in a row, or I forgot how many, two or three. And then, you know, I just went up to my assistant coaches. Uh, I just told him, I was like, let me guard him. Like, cause I, like, I just, I, I was, I was, I was just watching in the corner of the moves he was doing. And I, like, when I'm on the court, I watch other people's moves while I'm guarding my players. So if I have to guard them, I know what they're doing. Plus, we have the scout report and everything too. So, I mean, I'm just sitting there looking at moves he's doing. I'm like, I, told, I go up to him, I say, I got y'all. He's not going to score no more. So that's why I switched on him. And, I think Providence fans might clip that and just play it over and over. <laughs> that you're not, you know, th- people love to hear that you're gonna take, you're taking their best player right now. I got him, and I'm gonna shut him down, and you kind of did. Yeah, yeah. How much does it mean to you to be that defensive stopper? How much pride do you take in that? Oh, uh, I take a lot of pride because I mean, at the end of the day, you know, my teammates they they count on me to go go out there every night and guard the other team's best player. You know, shut them down, and you know, even if. Uh, like I get blown by, you know, I give my teammates a lot of credit because they're right there in the gap and help to help me out. Just, I mean, if, if they can make a good move or something, I gamble for it still, you know, they're right there to help me out. So I give a lot of credit to my teammates too. And feel free to not answer this, but double overtime. Are you guys dragging a little bit at the end there? I mean, you guys came out and scored 11 points again. 
Uh, I mean, coach, coach White, our um, our strength coach. I mean, he uh, he prepares us for for moments like that for sure. Because I mean, we'll finish a workout, we all think we're done. Says go grab a jump rope. So we're just like it's always like you know it's never stopping, and you know we're doing a lot of conditioning stuff and practice with us like running and uh, just doing like layup drills, full court and stuff, getting timed. So I mean. I definitely feel like we're probably one of the most best conditioned teams in the country. Oh, that's great stuff. That was a great game. Um, we're just going to briefly touch on Villanova. Uh, you had 12 points, five rebounds, but you had a little early foul trouble. Uh, what's kind of the mindset that you try to bring in when you have to sit early and then you're trying to come back in the game to affect it? Um, I mean, I was just in I, – I, I started to go down to the end of the bench so I could stretch, you know, because I, I knew he was going to call my number again. And uh, obviously I, I wasn't – Plan on going back in too much the first half. So, you know, I mean, once you get two fouls, you only get five. So, I mean, I'm obviously always ready for my numbers called, but, you know, I'm just sitting at the end of the bench, cheering on my teammates and stretching and stuff, trying to stay loose. And then I knew second half that uh, I was going to have to try to turn it up a notch. And I feel like I definitely did that. Yeah, for sure. And Bryce Hopkins goes for at least 20 and 10. I don't have it in front of me, but he had 20 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, what's it like sharing the court with a guy of his caliber? Um, I mean, it's, it, it's it's a lot. I mean, you get it's hard to watch people guard him and and foul forget like he being fouled and not getting calls and stuff. I mean, I feel like he's one of the most dynamic players in the country. And like, you know, whenever he drives, it's like he's a big body too. So like, but well, he's also very quick. Has a very quick first step. I mean, I feel like uh, he's just a great player though. You know, I mean, obviously it helps whenever you have people around him like Noah. And Jared and and me now like stretching the floor, hitting shots, and then, I mean it's definitely uh definitely great time playing with him. Yeah, it's a great point. And Noah Locke had a seven point uh run by himself in the middle of that too. Um, he seems like when he gets hot, he's the best one of the best shooters in the country. I mean, I see it every day in practice. Like if he's if he's hot, I mean, I'm giving him the ball from half court, like just shoot it. Like I I got faith that it's going in. You know, if you miss it, shoot the next one. Because I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, that's what that's what God blessed him to do. So I mean, he's definitely doing a great job of that. Yeah, well, it's great stuff, and uh, and we just want to look forward a little bit. Uh, you mm. coming to UConn on Wednesday night? Are you guys amped up for that one? Yeah, I mean, at this point, we we all realize that you know we got to win the rest of these games coming up. All these games are big games, like playing against Georgetown. That's a big game. I mean, so not just UConn or Xavier. You know, we still got to play these other. Like, each team in the Big East is, has the ability to beat anybody. So I mean, it's definitely a gonna be a tough uh, next four games that we have, but we're definitely ready for it. All right, that's great. We really want to thank Devin Carter for joining the Big East Bar talk Providence hoops make sure to check out the full interview for our to hear our lightning round with Devin coming up next thank you everyone for continuing to stay we still have Devin Carter here we're going to move into kind of more of a lightning round where we'll throw questions at Devin and he's going to knock him out of the park so uh Devin best three-point shooter on the team Noah no, I thought you were gonna say yourself there. I well, I see. I, I was gonna say myself, but I just, you know, I'm I'm feeling generous today. <laughs> you got to let Noah know that he got some love from you. Nah, deep down, deep down, he knows it's me. <laughs> I always down. like to ask everybody. You're playing twos at the park. You got one guy from your team. Who are you taking? Um, twos at the park. Yeah, I'm taking. I'm taking Jason. Ooh, okay. 
Because Jaden, Jaden is, is uh, y'all, I don't think y'all understand like how good Jaden's is like a really good, uh, like how I say, like a really good park player, like like whatever. Because like he, he's he's like from Brooklyn. I mean, he's from Elizabeth. He's from New Jersey. So like he's he's definitely one of the best, like one on one, and like he has a lot of moves in his bag. So like I I pick him and just watch him play. I don't even want to play. I just watch him play. <laughs> That's a great answer, De- Devin. Who's giving you the you are in practice right now. Who's giving you the best game of one-on-one? Bryce. Do you guys have those duels in practice, or is it all hypothetical? No, nah, we've not, we, we've only played one-on-one one time. That was in the summer. And um, you beat them, right? No, nah, we didn't even finish the game. <laughs> you gave them clamps? <laughs> I mean, we, we, we played like three spots. He won a spot, I won a spot, and then we didn't finish the last spot. Okay. Kept your friendship together, you know? <laughs> yeah. After the season. Um, you grew up around the NBA. Who's your favorite NBA player to watch? Um, growing up or right now? Both. Well, growing up, I I love to watch my dad, obviously, because I mean, I mean, you don't really have no choice around that one. But uh, now probably just Devin Booker. I like watching him. Okay, Devin, if you weren't playing in if you weren't playing D one basketball, what sport are you playing D one? Football. Wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. I could see it six. You know, whatever wide. It's either wide receiver or safety. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the biggest shot you've hit in your career, high school or college? Um, I hit a well. The last Villanova shot was a big shot. That deep three, that was a pretty big shot. But uh, the um, I hit a game winner in high school. It was uh, it was crazy because like I euro stepped to like a mid range, and <laughs> it was like. It's like I took I took one step with the right and then I shot it off the left, fading back, and then it ended up going in. But that was probably the biggest shot I've hit for sure. Was that in Florida or Colorado? That was in Florida. That was at a um, tournament where we played the Rock. Who's got the best handle on the team? Best handle? Um, either I either Jared or Jaden. Two point guards. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Jared or Jaden, yeah. If you had to pick a Big East player of the year and can't pick somebody from Providence today, who's your pick? A Big East player of the year? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not picking nobody else from unless you're from Providence. Hey. <laughs> I like that. That's fair. Who's the best 2K player in the on your team? Your Me. Shooter. Yeah, positive okay. on that. Who's your squad for that? Uh, we usually just do randoms. Like we don't we don't usually pick three randoms. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, nickname you've been given? Um, I got a lot of nicknames. Uh, I got Dev DC. People call me Deuce Deuce. Uh, my pops used to call me Shot Dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of nicknames, but I don't know. Probably just DC or Dev. DC. Yeah. Who's the best dunker on the team, Dev? Me. Ooh, I. I, I ain't gonna lie, Corey, Corey, Corey got got some stuff. Really? We yeah, want to see that in the game from Corey. Yeah, Corey got some stuff. Giving the freshmen some love. Uh, and this is our last question. We had, we want to give you the floor. Take as much time as you want. What's something you want to say to all the Providence fans that are listening right now? Uh, I just want to appreciate. I say thank you. I know we really appreciate everything that they do because I mean, without them, we definitely wouldn't be in this spot right now. I mean, um. The our record at the at the amp right right now at home is just crazy. Like I don't know what it ranks in the country with between home, to, but I know it's definitely up there. 
But no, nah, I definitely give all the credit to them for that because I mean it's definitely one of the hardest places to play in America, I say. So I mean, it's just nothing I can't it can't go into words for how much they mean to us. So Well, Devin, I'll tell you one thing. You have to be tied for first because zero losses is tied with zero losses with someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a crazy home um home court advantage. Uh Devin, I just wanted to say thank you so much. Um, from the Big East Bar Room, we really appreciate you coming on. We're going to be rooting for Providence the rest of the way. Um, and can't wait to see what you're doing. Can't wait to see you make that Big East first team. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you.